Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailer for Red Notice, our quick thoughts on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and our movie of the week, Miss Congeniality. All right, JV, another week, man. How's things going with you? Pretty fantastic, man. Love to nice hear that, man. Nice long little weekend. Happy Labor Day, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, man. I heard you were getting, you were out getting some sun, getting some, of the, getting them rays. Some, some going, you know, man. A little, <laughs> little golf, a little sun, some bocce ball, maybe a few too many uh, alcoholic seltzers. So you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we got a tra- we got a trailer here for Red Notice. Now this is a trailer that yes, I've been looking forward to all year long, man. When I heard that <laughs> that uh, The Rock Dwayne Johnson was going to team up with Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot in a movie, I mm-hmm. was like in like a spy film. I was like, let's go. The trailer is here, man. What are your thoughts? Three of my favorites: The Rock, Ryan Reynolds. Gal Gadot. Talk about like a movie that's going to have nothing but like dry humor in it. <laughs> 100%. Yes. <laughs> you can just see like in the little, the small clips we got that like the the Rock's character is already fed up with Ryan Reynolds' character this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be in real life. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's funny, right? Because you have Red Notice and all we got right now obviously is the trailer and you yeah. see, like, The Rock is the one getting fed up with Ryan Reynolds. But then, like, it was the hitman's bodyguard. It was Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. getting, you know, upset and mad and just already tired of Samuel L. Jackson's character, right? So it's just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how Ryan Reynolds just puts himself in a different mode for this movie, man. I'm yeah. really excited about it. It seems like Dwayne Johnson's playing the FBI 
agent who has to go, you know, save the day and stop these two people. But like, it almost like, what does he team up with Ryan Reynolds? And then they go after Gal Gadot. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds is one criminal. Gal Gadot is another criminal. And apparently they're, they don't like each other. Anyway. <laughs> like the one scene where she tells him, you know, if you want to arrest me, come arrest me. And then Ryan Reynolds is like, I just, I just want the egg. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like he already knows she's going to, you know, whoop their ass. He already knows it. Yeah. She's the mastermind criminal. He's just like a <laughs> yeah. everyday, like bank robber or something, you know, he's, yeah. he's a typical criminal, right? But no, man, I think it's going to be a lot of laughs, some great oh, action. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson doesn't sign on anything unless there's at least like, 30 guys that he can just like punch in the face. So it's going to be a lot of action. <laughs> it was definitely about 10 of them he did in the trailer. So we're expecting at least like 40 more, man. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Somewhere in there, he's going to punch 40 other guys. Yes. <laughs> Bro, so we caught up, you know, uh, on my drive in today. We caught up <laughs> and caught a movie, man. Our next yeah. Marvel feature. Uh, this is not a. TV shows, actual movie. This is like one of the first yeah. in Marvel Phase Four, something new. You know, Black Widow was yeah. before Endgame. This was Phase Four. This is after the Blip, man. We got it was Spider Man Far From Home, and now this. And Spider Man Far From Home was a long time ago. This movie was dope, man. It's going to be a lot to keep up with. The next movie's coming up after this one. Oh, man. Bro, so like, you know, I don't want to touch too much of it because it just hit the theaters, but. I don't know. We can talk all you want. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been out but, a week. It's been out a week already. You know, if you haven't seen it, this is your fault. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spoilers ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. By the time this pod comes out, it'll have been out a week. <laughs> true. Very, very true. <laughs> so I, I know we talked, we talked about the trailer, right? It was a lot of martial arts, like karate work and everything, but we just got like glimpses in the trailer. Bro, yeah. that was the beauty of the movie, man, is just mm -hmm. seeing this. It seems like Marvel's, like, adding something new and, and fresh and not just, like, powers, not just, you know, Captain America just, like, whooping ass and taking name, not just Black Widow being able to do that as well. Like, Yeah, and we're going way beyond just mystical powers here. Yeah, man, this is wild, and this was fun. Yeah. Man, you have a family dynamic, you have... Um, you know, sins of your father. Uh, it's just, there, mm -hmm. there, there's just so many dynamics that they're brought into this movie, and just the cast just brought it, man. It was just a fun ride. It was a fun way they uh, put the movie together, and then you know, typical threading the story together with the ones coming up. Yeah, it was its own movie. It wasn't on the shoulders of anything, and then you know, it gets threaded in at the end, which was really awesome. What about? What about our boy Wong out there? Bro, I just was about to bring that up, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we So he's a uh you know, he's just like a, a a dark alley back back, you know, street fighter or whatever, like on the weekend. Like what does he do? He's just chilling. He just portals out the sanctum and goes <laughs> goes uh makes a little little bankroll on the side. Like, you know, at the beginning you remember uh he had to borrow money from Doctor Strange, so <laughs> that is right. He's <laughs> he had to go find some kind of income, man. Oh wow, Wong is a trip, man. He was uh, really a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I like how they thread other MCU characters together. 
in, in yeah. the movies, you know, we had Ross, not Ross, we had uh the CIA agent in Black Panther, right? How he kind of fit. Mm-hmm. Uh we got Wong here, man. I, I love how they piece him <laughs> into the to the movies, man. He was just fantastic. But the guy who played Shang-Chi, like Simi Liu, if I pronounce his name wrong, I do apologize. And, and like Aquafina, who played Katie. Basically, like the sidekick, his best friend, their dynamic and what they brought to this movie, man, was just like a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. Like, give me more like dynamic characters that can sink their teeth into these scripts. Scripts. I can't say that this week for some reason. And just make an amazing movie. Like, there was really no dry spots in this whole movie man it just kept you going and the the drama and the tension just kept building every scene yeah like you said it was a family drama yeah it wasn't like a love story so much and typical deal with that it was a real strong family oriented movie in kind of a messed up way yeah yeah (laughs) you know the retcon of iron man 3 and you know, Iron Man 3 and what happened with the Mandarin is still in the whole MCU and how it went down. But just <laughs> the guy who played the Mandarin, you know, uh, Shang-Chi's father, just just like fixed it all. Just fixed it all right there. Yeah. Just like one sit down dinner and definitely explained himself. And we're like, oh, mm-hmm. OK. Even though like everybody so hated now. that in Iron Man 3. OK, we're good. Yeah. It's like we're good yeah. now, right? Yeah. Just gonna scrub that scrub that right out when I remember it. We got something to replace it with now. Totally good, man. Tony Leong as that character, as like I guess we can call him the Mandarin, because that's what he was. That's one of his names, but yeah. he was just fire. Like what villains in the MCU have been like that captivating, right? We got Killmonger, we got uh Thanos. And the the best ones seem to have the the intentions of they're doing yeah. something good. Yeah. You know, there's a there's that thread of you can kind of relate to what, what they're doing, and he did that very well in this movie. You know, like you kind of fell for him. He wanted yeah. to have his wife back. You know what I mean? I but I lost it when he blamed his kid. I was like, all right, you gotta whoop your dad's ass now, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, at some point uh, I knew that was gonna happen. I I think that's like a uh It's a movie trope is what it is. It definitely is. Yeah, it's just just to turn it around, you know, why is this why is this my fault? Why are you coming after me when it's really your fault? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the last character I want to talk about is his sister, right? Yeah. I, I just love seeing like powerful women characters, you know. I probably mm-hmm. say this every week through our movies that we watch and everything, but she had her own underground fight club. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that she built from the ground up. Very badass, right? And mm-hmm. with that with that rope dagger scorpion Mortal Kombat thing, like ultimate badass yeah. she was super cool captivating got no arguments from me and guys i don't know why people do this right we've been doing this for what 12 years now <laughs> stick around for the end credits people okay just stick around we're sitting there <laughs> we're still eating popcorn everybody's like all right well t- can you get out of my way so i can go we're like bro yeah sit behind down man there's always gonna be more stuff for these movies there's at least one a lot of times there's two now yes Yes. So you, know, you got to stay. But yeah, the the end of that movie was what I thought was really cool. The way they're they're tying it back in. 
to everything else. Tying yeah. back into the to the rest of the movies. And it's leading us into the future of the MCU. Like this was such a a connecting movie. It was almost like Iron yeah. Man 2, but like mm-hmm. 45,000 times better. And I love the Iron I'm one of the few who actually love Iron Man 2. So mm-hmm. for me to say that, you know, is is a lot. This is a top five Marvel movie for me, man. This is fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's what I was telling you, too. Wong moved up to top five favorite characters as well. Oh, dude, he's always been up there, bro. <laughs> he's definitely been up there. Man. Like, just to be able to go toe-to-toe, like, and, you know, the biggest thing for me is I love writing. I love dialogue. I love, love people just put two people just in a room and just have them go back and forth. We'll talk about that when we jump into miscongeniality here. That's fun for me. And the fact that Wong yeah. does that with anybody he encounters, like and he's, he's quick, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's quick with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I love it. Definitely one of my favorites, man. All right, JV, let's go ahead and discuss our movie of the week. Miss Geniality. This movie was released in the good old year of 2000. Hmm. Not going to take too much of your time, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody in between. But a couple other movies that came out in 2000 was American Psycho, Bedazzled, Unbreakable, The Perfect Storm, Almost Famous. Love that movie. Scary Movie. (laughs) Just a classic. Uh, (laughs) Memento, Castaway, and like... For some reason, I always have to watch this movie, The Patriot. It's one of my favorite Mel Gibson movies of all time. Nice. Just give me three hours of him just <laughs> shredding people. I'm cool. I'm cool. Give me a beer and give me a beer and that on the television. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Phone will be on. Do not disturb, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Well, Miss Congeniality, this movie is directed by Donald Petrie. It is written by Mark Lawrence, Katie Ford, and Karen Lucas. This one had a budget of $45 million, and the box office brought in $212.8 million. Yeah, it killed it, man. It did. That, that's definitely some the better numbers we've seen. Definitely. <laughs> from that time. Starting this movie, we have Sandra Bullock as FBI agent Gracie Hart. Michael Caine as Victor Melling. Benjamin Bratt as FBI agent Eric Matthews, Candace Bergen as Kathy Mordenside, William Shatner as Stanley Fields, and we'll get to the other characters as we go through, but that's basically our main cast through the whole deal. Good deal. All right. All right, man. Give us that uh, amazing quick synopsis like you always do, sir. This one's pretty short. <laughs> uh <laughs> So FBI agent Gracie Hart discovers that in the year 2000, you need beauty on the outside to get your FBI partner to fall in love with you. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's go ahead and jump in because a lot of stuff happens in between that time. Okay. (laughs) I love it. All right. Uh, so yeah. the the plot here, a, a female FBI agent goes undercover to stop a bomb threat to the yeah. Miss United States pageant, right? I love how they're trying to figure out what FBI agent female can go undercover. <laughs> and I, really stereotypical of the times in the writing and the, in the writer's room and everything. But, uh, you know, they let the guys decide and... Basically, all the girls were hideous. 
and really is yeah. not like pageant level. Yeah. And they look at uh, Gracie Hart and they're like, ah, she's she can she can possibly do it, right? <laughs> like we'll see. <laughs> she's probably the best candidate for do it, right? Right. But her character, which we'll talk about in just a few minutes here, is uh, just not becoming. You know what I mean? At, at at first, I mean it's Sandra Bullock, so like she's naturally just gorgeous yeah but she tries her hardest to just not look attractive hair no makeup you know and they pick her men's shoes yes (laughs) (laughs) humongous combat boots so and some nice slacks all the time (laughs) (laughs) fbi goes undercover with her to san antonio where this united this united states pageant is being held and mm-hmm. you can just tell Gracie, she goes by Gracie Lou Freebush from what? New Jersey, right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, she Jersey. makes fun of everything and everyone about the contest at first. But yeah. you can see as the movie progresses and how she learns, uh, she starts to appreciate the hair, the makeup, the girl's insights, the quasi dumb stuff that, that they do. But, you know, she starts to appreciate the whole process, right? And find some stuff out about herself yeah. as well. She does a lot of growing and she sees this other side of herself as well. You know, the acting a little goofy and talking, you know, actually talking with these girls and getting some conversations with them where they just pretty people. Yeah. Yeah. They have goals. They have, you know, what they're doing. They do it for a reason and they do everything a certain way. And she starts to appreciate a little bit more. Let's go ahead and jump into these characters, man. I start out from the top. We got Sandra Bullock. As Agent Gracie Hart and goes undercover <laughs> as uh, Gracie Lou Freebush from New Jersey. <laughs> Love that name. <laughs> you know, she, she's a strong, independent FBI agent. Uh, really tough around the edges, though. You can tell that from the mm-hmm. get-go. I mean, the, the movie opens up with her in, I'm guessing, say elementary school. And she's just like decks a, f- a few guys. You know, she punches the crap out of them. These little kids, these little boys. So, you know, she's portrayed oh, yeah. as a as a loose cannon FBI agent and just like a a not really having many friends, kind of a loner by herself, mm-hmm. uh, works, workaholic. You can, you know, she has all these different tropes about her that, that the writers put together. And it really works to, to tell this story and how she progresses through this story as well. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts about her, man? Like you said, uh, she starts off kind of rough, I guess, would be the word to use. I don't know. She she grew through the movie, and at the end of the movie, she was just like, okay, we've got the job done. Let's move on. She yeah. works for the job. She's <laughs> great. She was a great agent through the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Just the way she handled like going from being the agent who hangs around with all the guys and all that to being around all the girls was showing how how much she wanted to get the job done even though she did not want to do this from the gig 100 <laughs> percent, yeah <laughs> so i was watching the tomorrow war again bro okay and- bro have you heard of the action movie rule of chris all right uh here we go what are you talking about Clyde? okay The action movie rule of Chris. Every Chris is a bona fide action movie star. You got to hear me out here, bro. Let's go. You are a movie star living in Hollywood, doing your thing, and your name is Chris. You're an action star. Dude, check this out. Chris Evans, Mm -hmm. Captain America, Snowpiercer, Cellular, The Losers, Hemsworth, 
the Australian guy, six foot four, oh, yeah. right? Thor, <laughs> black hat, extraction, Snow White and the Huntsman, Red Dawn. He got a bullet to the head in Red Dawn. Can't forget that, but still an action star. And and those golden locks. Those golden locks. Pratt, 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 right? Christopher Pratt. Mm-hmm. The Tomorrow War. The one you were just watching. Star-Lord, Jurassic World, The Magnificent Seven, Zero Dark Thirty. This dude killed, shot, took out Bin Laden. Just amazing. Okay? <laughs> Got my man Chris Pine. Yeah. He played opposite Wonder Woman. He was in Star Trek. The Finest Hour, Shadow Recruit, and Smoking Aces. Super mm-hmm. weird in Smoking Aces, but action-packed movie star, okay? Sometimes we gotta get weird. Gotta get weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Christopher Ludacris Bridges, okay? This dude's an action star because he was in literally all 35 of the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Just every yeah, single one that's... of them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? Your name is Chris. You kick butt and take names. Oh, let's not even forget about Chris Farley. Have you ever seen Beverly Hills Ninja? Oh, multiple times. Action, action, and more action, bro. Talk yes. to me, man. Who, who's your favorite, Chris? I'll say right up front, obviously, Farley is the GOAT. No doubt. Let's get that out the way. Uh, but for this current generation of Chris's, I'll have to go with the God of Thunder, man. He does it all for me, but not in a weird way most of the time. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. All right, dude. So I actually have like a lot more Chris's to, to run through, dude. Let's go ahead and hit so, it, man. Clyde, so, Clyde, I'm, what's up? Clyde, I'm going to go ahead and uh, land this plane for us. All right, guys. Hit us up with your favorite Chris and the movie you enjoyed him in. And you know the socials, Movie in a Pod on Facebook and at Movie in a Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Let's go ahead and uh, move forward here. My favorite character, Michael Caine, Victor Mellon, man. (laughs) Go ahead and lead off, man. What were your thoughts about this guy? Michael Caine, he can just just play himself. 100%. We talked before about, like, um, coming to mind, like, when we talked about Will Smith, I think we were talking about uh, King Richard Mm -hmm. and him being able to play somebody else, and we love it. I don't want to see Michael Caine playing anybody else. (laughs) I want to see. I want to see this man. I want to see his dialogue, his accent, everything he does, and all he's got to do is just change a few, few little things, like yeah. this one where he's, you know, he's the one training Gracie of how to be a lady. Yeah, how to be in the pageant. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about the movie is he's always so proud of himself. Oh, he's, he's always patting himself on the back. Yes. <laughs> Every time she does something good or somebody compliments her, he's like. I'm doing pretty good. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, my favorite character, right? He's a beauty pageant coach who works with heart to get her beautified for the pageant. He's proper. Mm-hmm. He's either gay or metrosexual. And <laughs> 1,000% British, man. And I mean that, like, in the most awesome way ever, right? Yeah. Just mm-hmm. the style of dress, the 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 wine that he orders, the way that he carries himself, man. 100% elitist British. And I love watching that because, like, that's Michael Caine. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what you expect. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and he has the best lines, mm-hmm. man. He has the best lines. Like, I just, I, I wrote down a few because, like, me and Carmen were sitting there watching this movie. And every time that he spoke, 
it was just a good <laughs> zinger. And everything that he says is directed at Gracie, right? He's like, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen a walk like that since Jurassic Park, right? Like, me and Carmen was rolling. <laughs> he said, I'm sorry, what was that question? <laughs> I was distracted by the half-masticated cow rolling around in your wide-open trap. <laughs> Bro, he said that super British, man. Like... <laughs> I felt offended and I was eating a burger yeah. at the time, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and like my favorite here, uh, you know, we're going to get to talk about getting to work on Gracie and get her fixed up for the pageant yeah. and everything. He says, hopefully you remove the beer stains and steak residue. Like, and he yeah. said that so posh and elegant, you know, <laughs> and elitist. From, I was uh, just like. From her teeth, right? Yeah. yeah. Was that what we said from her teeth? Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh man, so good. Definitely a so great good. character, man. Just I I feel like he carried the movie. His role, mm-hmm. everything made the movie go cuz there's no maturation process for Gracie without this guy. Mm-hmm. And just the way that he, no matter every time she tried to eat something, he always like replaced <laughs> it with a carrot or some celery. Yeah. And then remember the donuts thing, they were just everywhere. She tried to steal the donut. <laughs> <laughs> Just a great character. My favorite interaction with them is when she's like walking on the stairs and she starts handing them all her gear out from under her dress. Yeah. <laughs> she's got gun, handcuffs, uh, extra mags. Maybe a grenade or two. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> He's just holding a handful of stuff and she's like, all right. Yeah, she had to make room for the donut. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, move over to Benjamin Bratt's character. Agent Eric Matthews, right? Uh, this guy has spent his life with the FBI, the Bureau, and he finally gets to be the lead on a case. Mm-hmm. You know, the lead agent on this bombing case and who actually puts Gracie in as the undercover agent in the pageant. He is the ear, eyes and ears for Gracie the entire movie, right? He has the earpiece in her. He helps her out. They always, like, talk about the case, and everything when, yeah. when she's done. Matthews is a man's man, player, you know, and someone who just loves insulting Gracie the entire movie. I, I, I thought they, <laughs> I thought their banter was was good, right? Michael Caine's mm-hmm. uh, Victor and her banter was like the best. Just put them two in a, just put Gracie and Victor in a room together, and that banter is just fabulous writing, right? Yeah. But coming up next, her interactions with Matthews was also really good because he pulled no punches. He treated her. Like she was one yeah. of the guys, and that's what she wanted, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's he's also a guy who always <clears throat> follows the rules. He plays everything by the book, and Gracie's not not like that. So a little different. Yeah, that's something he mentions. He he says he likes the book. He likes knowing what to do and what not to do. At some point in the movie, they have to make that decision as well if they're going to follow the rules or not. Oh yeah. But yeah, he was fun. Uh, definitely played well as her counterpart up until they uh started showing love interest i didn't i didn't really enjoy that too much yeah you know you got movies like this and like let's just take the movie we were just talking about right shang chi and the legend of the ten rings it was shang chi and katie the entire movie and they've been friends for 10 years right and Mm -hmm. they went through the trope of their friends could there be something later on who knows but that's not the focus man you know, the focus yeah. is not these. this man and woman are in a movie together. They go through peril. They go through some action. They're going to fall in love after that. Yeah. You know, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, like this movie, if you're going to pair a man and a woman 
they're going to like fall in love. Like mm-hmm. take Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock and Speed. <laughs> they didn't know each other I mean, at the end of the day. Maybe it's just her. This is your fault, it's Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> but by like rush hour that that afternoon they they yeah. were in love with each other so <laughs> yeah they, they really didn't have to add that but I, it's just how they always write movies man yeah I, I didn't really enjoy it because it was like the moment she you know walked out of that hangar the only reason he was falling in love with her is because she wasn't dressed up like a like an agent yeah exactly <laughs> But it was the it was two thousand, like I said, it's a different time. Exactly. That was, that was a long time ago. When you really think which is messed up when you really think about it. Which was not you know, not that long ago, actually, right? That yeah. things have, have really changed, but that's just how every writer's room was. They were like, Ooh, two beautiful people. We gotta figure out how to make yeah. them fall in love at the end. Oh yeah. You know, and it doesn't never needs to really be that way, but it does. So, yeah, I mean, without that little piece, it could have been I mean, it still would have been the movie it was. It's still a top notch, you know? really good, like, you know, early 2000s comedy. So I yeah. Yeah. didn't need it. But the last person I want to talk yeah. about, Heather Burns as a uh, Cheryl, Miss Rhode Island, like just a, <laughs> just a sweetheart, man. Right. With just mm-hmm. with like a little bit of a wild side to her. Like you can tell, like. There could be something there, but she's so like sweet and innocent that mm-hmm. she just can't. She just can't bring herself to anything like that, right? So <laughs> you know, Mister Allen is this very innocent contestant who has dreams of winning it all. Very shy, very contentious. She's the butt of a lot of jokes, but it's like the lighthearted, mm-hmm. cute humor in the movie, right? Where it's not yeah. like a ha 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 ha, like when Sandra Bullock falls or, or something like that. Uh, Cheryl just does, says something that's just like cute or childlike, and it's just like, oh, okay, that's that. That's kind of <laughs> funny, but it's never really yeah. intention on like hurting her, which which I really enjoyed, man. So that was a different dynamic in the movie as well. All right, man, let's go ahead and uh, jump into these uh, the sets here. Don't really want to talk about much of the music. Eh, the music was just pretty boring, nothing yeah. outstanding really. Mm-hmm. And the sets themselves, right? Yeah, New York in the beginning was a total backlot. Somewhere in LA, yeah. you know, so they used a backlot yeah, for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah. then San Antonio really could have been a stand-in for anywhere. Uh, the the outside portions they could have been in New <laughs> New Zealand for all we know, right? Mm-hmm. They put them together well, but the main focus was the pageant stages, right? This how gorgeous those, yeah. those were, and how much work and and elegance the with the with the stairs and the ramps and everything that the the ladies were on. Those set pieces were the most fun to watch, man. It kind of brought you really into the the pageant itself. The sets going back and forth, even when it was just the stage, yeah, it changed. It was never the same, so you got to see a little bit of different different and, things every time. Yeah, and I love how always like the camera was can be panned to the side to see like Victor and the other yeah. characters, what is kind of hanging out, like in awe that Gracie is mm-hmm. surviving through all this, right? Just their reactions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So you got the uh, look and feel like you're in the crowd watching this pageant, right? But you also got the, the sideshow of what's going on and how there's like just the grumblings and like, yo, how is she doing mm-hmm. this? How is she getting by? She's an idiot. You know, it's just so, you know, you're getting different views with it, which is kind of cool. I do like that. 
All right, man. Let's go ahead and uh, move to the theme here. I thought about this for a little bit, man. I've seen this movie uh, quite a few times, you know, but having to kind of watch it again and then dissect it, that you can be more than who you are. And just because a current outlook and worldview that you might have on a situation, uh, one moment, one situation, one event could definitely change that. And can make you better. And you can come out as a, as a better person on the other end, man, and, and see it differently, mm-hmm. right? Gracie, she was not the most polished agent. Right. She wasn't the prototypical beautiful woman as she you know wanted to portray herself. But through the help of Victor, through the help of being in this pageant, going undercover with this, right? She found out, oh, I can be all these things and still be a good agent, right? Right. And also have an appreciation for these ladies. I think that was the biggest thing, right? She went in and like ready to yeah. really just like roll her eyes at these ladies and be like, these are all bimbos and idiots. But yeah, which is what she did the whole beginning of the movie. Exactly. But, you know, towards yeah. the middle, towards the end there, you know, you saw she was starting to get an appreciation. Like you said earlier that these these women actually have goals in life. and They want to do stuff and they they have great worldviews. They're not just people mm-hmm. who just want to win a crap. Right. This is just a stepping stone to something, something greater for exactly, Exactly, man. So, you know, that that is what this movie is about. And they wrap it up in a, you know, this action comedy, I guess, is is what it could be categorized, man. So (laughs) what was fun is like you got Sandra Bullock. I mean, they had to do more to make her look like she did at the beginning of the movie than they did through the most of the movie when Mm. she was dressed up for the pageant. One hundred percent bro i was i was the fact that okay the funny thing you say that is like let's watch this movie in reverse okay (laughs) a new jersey beauty pageant uh becomes so downtrodden with the whole process that she becomes an fbi agent right and decides to dress like a man the rest of her life All right, JV. So that is Miss Congeniality, man. Give me your thoughts. Uh, this The rating for this one for me is going to be a three out of five. Okay. Pretty solid movie from 2000. I enjoy watching it. Uh, you know, Sandy B does her thing basically no matter what. Facts. You know, it's all around a great rewatchable movie. What about you, man? What are your thoughts on this one? Man, this is one of those cute rewatchable movies, man. I, I agree with you there. You know, if only for the, the Victor and Gracie battles throughout the movie, you know, I loved oh, yeah. seeing them <laughs> just kind of battle it out. Yeah, you know, put them and I would yeah. love to be there at the table reads, you know, when they're going through the script and just seeing them go back mm-hmm. and forth, man. I think that was just the most fun. And because he just rags on her the entire movie, bro. That's really <laughs> that, that's really fun to me, man. I really love dialogue. Yeah, and they kill that, man. This flick's gonna get three buckets of popcorn for me as well, man. I agree. It's funny at times, but also extremely corny. And you know, yeah. I think as we talked about it, it's that <laughs> that weird unnecessary love story that was in there was not necessary at all, man. She could have ended the movie without falling in love with him or them getting together, and it still would have been a perfect three buckets popcorn movie it probably would have got four for me actually so yeah you're right that kind of was a a piece of the movie i was like man whatever (laughs) they don't always need to fall in love (laughs) (laughs) 
you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Miscongeniality. Next week, we will be discussing the 1995 thriller, The Net. And that's streaming on Netflix. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.